Hi, and welcome back, or welcome to the Mindset and Performance Podcast. I'm Dries, a Mindset and Performance Coach. I help athletes and young professionals with their career development. We work on a wide range of areas, from training to nutrition, but focus essentially on the mindset, as it is the key to everything else. The whole idea behind this podcast is to deconstruct the habits that led people to their success, to learn from their experience and understand psychology behind their actions and behavior, and of course, to know what kind of mindsets they have. Today we're talking to Carly Wopat, a 26-years-old American professional volleyball player from Santa Barbara, California. Carly has been very sporty and very athletic and competitive from a very young age. She has as an inspiration her parents that are very athletic as well. Today she shares with us her training drills, her philosophy and her approach to playing sports. She is a true inspiration and I hope you enjoy this conversation. So how do you usually introduce yourself when you talk with someone like you say hi i'm carly do i pronounce it well by the way carly yes carly uh usually well i usually get approached all the time when i'm in public like grocery stores and stuff and the first thing people ask me is what sport do you play mm-hmm. so <laughs> whenever i'm introducing myself that is actually the first topic that comes up and so i'll say i'm I'm Carly. I'm a professional volleyball player. And then the conversation will continue and I'll explain that I'm on the national team. And the professional volleyball lifestyle for an American is kind of unique because we don't have a professional league in the U.S. So we have to go overseas and play in other countries. And so usually I have to take time to explain that as well. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah. So the last four years, I've played in four different countries. I've played in France, Turkey, Japan, and China. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so people approach you because of your physics. Is that that's what yes. you mean? You're quite yeah. tall, aren't you? I mean, volleyball players, usually they're quite tall as well, like basketballers. How tall yeah. are you? Well, I'm six. I'm six two. But I'm built very athletically. I have really good genetics and I work really hard. So I kind of, I stand out for sure. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about your beginning in volleyball playing? How was your start and how early was it? Sure. Let's say I grew up playing a bunch of different sports. So actually the, one of the first sports I did was gymnastics when I was very young. And I think that was a good foundation for athletic skills and flexibility and balance and that kind of stuff. And then I played basketball and track and field. And I started playing volleyball around the age of 10 was when I first learned the basics of the sport. Mm -hmm. And at age 12, I started playing club volleyball, which is a lot more competitive. And that's when I. I first started getting coached like more seriously with volleyball, but I continued to play other sports all the way through high school. So I played in high school, I played basketball, volleyball, and I did track and field. And, and I think how did it you was, get into it? Like in the beginning, like you said, 10 years old, you started volleyball. 10 was years it old, like I started playing volleyball. By choice or like parents or curiosity? Our PE teacher in elementary school she had a daughter, uh, Sammy, who is the same age as us, and 
there were several other girls. And I know she just thought we, we would make a good volleyball team. So she asked us all to <laughs> make a team. And then we joined this after school volleyball league and would go play against some other teams. And yeah, so that was my first introduction. I think she just encouraged us to play. Uh-huh. Then you mentioned that yeah. 14 started being coached with someone. 12 years old, I started to play huh. club volleyball. Okay. And that's, I was more seriously coached and we had practices like twice a week and we would go play in tournaments in LA on oh. weekends and stuff. So that's when I really started to play, I'd say more competitively. And did you know what you wanted to do with it or was it at that point uh, just for fun? At that point, I think it was still for fun. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I wanted to really pursue volleyball until I'd say around 16 years old because I was still playing several other sports. But I think at 16, I realized, one, that volleyball was my favorite, all the sports I was doing, and two, I could be really good at it. So I think I started to realize my that I had a lot of potential and that I was already very good and I could be Mm-hmm. I could continue to progress and get even better. Mm-hmm. And then, so how was that feedback, in fact? Was it, did you recognize that you were good at it from your results, like from an external resource, like a um, uh, source, I mean, like coaches and telling you that you're good, public, or was it also from an internal point where you were quite satisfied from how you were improving and um, doing I think it was a lot of external clues because internally, I mean, I still, I didn't think I was that good because <laughs> um, I know you're young, you're still learning and I still had so much more ahead of me, like two more years of high school and I had college volleyball and all these things mm-hmm. ahead of me, but my team was doing well. So we were winning and uh, I was performing well on the court. And then I started to get recruited by some of the top colleges all over the nation. And that was probably the biggest clue that I was good at this sport and I had a lot of potential because they know, like the recruiters in colleges have been doing what they do for a long time so they can spot uh-huh. talent when they see it. Did you get support from your family? Like, I mean, did they approve this career path or this journey you were on? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, both of my parents were athletes. My dad was a decathlete and my mom was a gymnast. And I think they would have supported me in, with whatever I wanted to do. But uh, I chose volleyball and they were fully supportive. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't cheap either. <laughs> there was some investment that had to be made and then they would drive us to all, all the tournaments and practices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you tell me a little more about their influence on your career or on you actually oh right now? Career. Like, did you play with them? Did you train with them? Is there any, any words that you can recall that they keep on saying to you? Well, my dad... He coached me a little bit growing up, but neither of them knew volleyball really well. So he coached me in basketball and he coached me in track and field. 
And I don't know. I think just it's hard for me to look back and and pinpoint things. But I think the way he coached me was really good. And he encouraged us to just try our best and always give full effort. Did he say um, it verbally? Like, did he say always keep on doing? Or Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I know there's really good work ethic. And I think it's instilled in me from my parents. Also, just by example, because the way he he goes about his life and the way he pursued athletics, I just had that as an example growing up. So, I mean, verbally, but also there's nonverbal yeah. communication in that way. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I just had... Yeah. Would you say that was uh, the, the, your mentor? Or did you have a different mentor, perhaps? I definitely considered my dad one of my idols when I was growing up with sports and stuff. And he, he taught me how to work out, like how to lift weights. He was the first one who introduced me to a weight room. Uh-huh. <laughs> But I don't know if I'd say a mentor. I had a couple coaches throughout my career that I think were more of mentors to me. Okay. And how to say, like, now you're playing, it's your full-time thing, right? Like volleyball is your full-time thing. Yes. Would ever anybody ask you, what are you after when you play? What drives you and what motivates you in volleyball playing? What do I say? Yeah, what do you say? What drives you? What are you after, actually, when you play? Um, so that's a good question. We actually did, with our national team, we did a, an exercise earlier this summer. And we were asked the question, what is your why? Uh So why are you here right now in the national team gym training every day? What's your purpose in all this? And so we all had to think about our why. And then we had a big team meeting and everybody had to go up one at a time and stand in front of all our teammates and coaches and trainers and say our whys and it actually ended up being a really emotional experience for everyone because it got like really deep and I think when you take the time to really think about your why that's when you you have so much more power to do what you do so I think that's it's a really important yeah it's a very important question to ask yourself for me my why I think it was broken down into three main parts. The first one is, I'm trying to remember the the three parts. The first one I think is just the connections I make with everyone. So it's all said and done. Like say you're pursuing the Olympics and you want to win a gold medal and all this stuff. When it's all said and done, I think the connections you make along the way are one of the most valuable things. So all the girls in the USA gym and the coaches, they're all just incredible people. And I really value my relationships with them. I want to just keep those relationships for the rest of my life. So those connections are important to me. The second part of my why is that I just, I want to be the best person I can be and live my best life. And I think that this path with volleyball is the way I can do that, at least right now. I think I have a certain set of gifts and talents, and 
I need to use those and make the most of every day and just go after it. So yeah, I'm on, it's like my quest to live my best life. And the third part is I want to win. So I want to win a gold medal in the Olympics. I want to be successful at the the highest level there is. And that's what it is for me right now. So I'm a competitor by nature. And yeah, I want to win. Wow, amazing. How much time did you have to reflect on this? Like when you did this exercise uh, with your team? Like, was it like on the spot, like you need to come up with that? Or was like kind of homework? You go back home and think about this and we had a day. So a day. yeah, we had uh, some a little bit of time to think about it. Huh. And did you do something similar before? Or was it the first time? Last year, no. the year before, we did something similar. It is quite important to have it reminded, right? Like especially, I don't know, it can build up a lot of more motivation to go through setbacks, to go through the training that is sometimes hard and to have this in mind as a, as a purpose and as an objective. and the why you know, mm-hmm. right yeah I, i try to push that into my clients sometimes as well but yeah i don't know like if you did it at 18 or 17 would you have came up with the same kind of when you were 17 or 18 came oh, up with the same no. thing not at all right no i mean if you asked me that question when i was 18 or 17 i would probably have a very hard time answering it Coming up with but it, yeah. i think the most important thing is that you just start thinking about it yeah so Even if you don't have a clear answer, think about yeah why you do what you do. And it gets, I mean, it gets clear as you get older, but it also changes. So maybe next year, my why will be slightly different. I think it depends on uh-huh. your values and where you are in your life. Yeah, yeah. And how satisfied are you from your athletic career today? If you want to put a number on it, 10 being super satisfied and, you know, What number would you come up with here? Probably a three. A three, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, if you looked at my career, I've had a great career so far and I've been successful, but I still feel like I'm just starting. Like okay. I have so much more, mm-hmm. so much more ahead of me. How would a nine yeah. or eight look like? What would you be doing? What would you be seeing and hearing around you? A nine or eight? Well. I would be competing more with my indoor national team and winning uh, with my team. I'd be playing in the Olympics. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to play in the Olympics yet. My goal is to win a medal in the Olympics as well. And I also, I haven't mentioned this, but I love beach volleyball as well. And so once I am done with indoor I want to switch to beach and also go to the Olympics for beach volleyball and win a gold medal mm-hmm. um, and play in unknown other well-known tournaments and do well. So I still feel like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like almost on the edge. I'm very close to being there. Being there. Yeah. So what would you say is stopping you or need to happen? in order for it to become already a nine or a 10? Is it just a matter of time and practice or is it somehow some things that you need to be doing differently when it comes to training or I don't know? I think it's a matter of time. It's honestly a matter of patience and resilience. 
for, and for how me are you especially. With I'm good. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm not the most patient person, but I have learned that this is something I want to pursue. If there's anything big that you want to pursue, it's going to take time. And you have to just be willing to be in it for a long haul. It's not going to be a quick race. It's going to be a marathon. And right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at all the greats in the world in sports and stuff, they didn't get to the top overnight. It took it took time and it took consistent effort and resiliency. So what would you call the mental skill there that someone needs to have? I think you have to be good at, well, you have to have a growth mindset and focus, I guess, also resilience. Yeah, focus. And yeah, well, you have to be good at failing. <laughs> feeling okay mm-hmm. yeah so in any sport you're going to fail a lot <laughs> throughout your career and throughout your lifetime and you have to look at it as simply a part of reaching success so every time you fail it's just an opportunity to learn and an opportunity to get better and you can't let it bring you down you just have to keep climbing that ladder and using every opportunity to get better. And eventually you do reach success. It takes time. And I think a lot of people, a lot of players give up at some point because they fail and they let it get to them or drag them down. So how yeah. did you learn these skills? Like, was it through experience or was it, I don't know, worked, for example, with a sports psychologist or your actual coaches or how did you learn these? I think through experience. Mm-hmm. And then how do you deal with pressure, for example, competition pressure or stress or? Actually, I do really well with competition pressure. It makes me like I thrive on it. It actually brings out more in me. So I like it. <laughs> do you have specific drills or practices you do to, to prepare for it? To prepare for it? Mentally, I mean. Yeah, I usually, I mean, I have a, usually have a pre-match routine. So. I like to write about, like usually before, or even before practices, I'll pick three things I want to focus on. And I'll do the same for matches sometimes. I'll think about a few things I want to focus on in the match. And I'll take the time to visualize. So I'll usually lay down somewhere, close my eyes, and I'll go through the match and visualize myself hitting certain attacks angles going through my blocking moves and if we have like a game plan i'll visualize myself executing the game plan and also go through certain scenarios like say i make a mistake i'll visualize myself making that mistake and then how i react from it and and you're talking here about training time and also before the heat before the game before the match yes right? both yeah you do that both before more so before matches but i'll do before training is actually when i i do a lot of more mental preparation for what i want to work on in matches i i sort of free up my mind to just play but i'll visualize i'll visualize more beforehand just myself going through all the motions and then when i go out i can just play without thinking so much and i think it's important to do that to just go out and compete when it's time 
Yeah, it is indeed very important. Actually, I've been just talking to my clients about the importance of doing the preheat. He's a surfer, preheat drills, mm -hmm. and also the post-surfing heat drill, also to recognize the emotion that he's going through, but also how to let go maybe with some frustrations, maybe from not making his score or something like that. Quite important, yeah. affecting directly the emotional side, which will impact the actions and ultimately the results you get from that game. Yeah. How do you train? I mean, how often do you train like to build that body that you have? And let's say the physical side, how often do you train? Every day. So I usually give myself one rest day a week. Like this week, I'm playing in a tournament, a beach tournament on Sunday. So I'm giving myself Saturday as a rest day, just so I'll be fresh for the tournament. But leading up to it, I'm practicing, so playing every day at some point for two hours. And then I go to the That's gym. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask if it includes the gym. Okay, so two hours no, no. training, technical. So yeah. Two hours training, technical, and then usually in the morning I'll do that. And then in the afternoon... Day Wednesday, Friday, I'll go to the gym and weight train for two hours. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays in the afternoons, I'll go do like yoga or something else that's not as much impact. So yeah, I do. I train a lot every day. Do you have also morning routines? Yes. I wake up pretty early every day. I started to. I don't do this every day, but I started to wake up sometimes at 4.44 a.m. Wow. Still because, dark, right? Yeah, it's still dark out. <laughs> but I got the idea from one of my friends who started to wake up at 4.44 with a Marine friend of his just as a sort of discipline because it gives them the time to do their morning routines before they have to start the rest of their day. And so I started to do it and I really liked it because I usually train really early in the mornings. So if I wake up at 4.44, I have two or three hours to get my mind right for the day and just knock out this morning routine. So I'll usually wake up and sometimes I'll take a cold shower. It's getting so cold here that... I imagine, yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't do it every day. And then I'll meditate for 10 minutes or so. And after that, immediately after that, I gratitude journal. So I'll write down three things I'm grateful for. And I usually elaborate quite a bit for each one. So that really, I don't know, just reminds me of how much I have in my life already and how much I have to be grateful for. And it just sets a sets up a positive mindset for the day when you think about how much you already have in your life and what to be grateful for. I just I think it's it's really a healthy exercise to do. Yeah. And after that I'll just continue writing about anything that's on my mind for a little bit and then I'll make a it? list. How long is it all in all, like the morning routine? Like an hour, half an hour? Usually one hour or two hours. Okay. Well, well dedicated for it. Then you said list? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then I'll make a list of all the things I want to accomplish 
that day. Mm-hmm. And Both for, not- uh, for volleyball and personal? For volleyball and personal, just because uh, there's always a lot of other things I need to get done. And once the list is finished, I'll start doing it all. Awesome. Yeah. How did this practice, actually, have you been doing it for long? I've been doing bits and pieces for a long time. I picked up, like, when I was in Japan, I started to meditate in the mornings. And then this last year in China, I started to gratitude journal every morning but i didn't really make put the full routine together until this summer did you and, feel that yeah. there it had an impact into uh, your game and improved yes i feel like it made a big impact mm-hmm. i i know just with my motivation and enthusiasm i f- i just feel really good awesome how about nutrition i'd say i follow I just eat a lot of natural foods, so I don't eat a lot of processed foods. I eat a lot of vegetables and meats, eggs, some fruit. Okay. And okay, a couple of more questions regarding the routines. How about okay. reading? Do you read? Yes, I love to read. Well, what do you read? Right now I'm reading Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. It's a philosophy book. But yeah, I like to read a lot of nonfiction, anything. Like self-help that, books, you mean, or personal development, things like that? Yeah, I mm-hmm. like to read personal development books. I also like to read biography, autobiographies and anything that I feel like could be of use to me, basically. So I'm always kind of looking for things that I could find useful or apply to my own life. So what else do you do besides training and volleyball? Like, how does your personal life look like? I mean, for example, what do you do for fun? Do you travel sometimes? See, I love to travel. I haven't been able to go anywhere for a while. The last place I went was Hawaii. I might go to Brazil in December. But I also, I love to go, like, camping and backpacking. I play the guitar. Mm -hmm. So... That's a really nice activity to do in my downtime. I like photography a lot, and I have a GoPro also, so I always have a good time making videos or taking pictures of adventures or travels and stuff like that. I spend I spend a lot of time with friends, so we'll have a barbecue or go do a bonfire on the beach. Or something like that. If you didn't choose this career as an athletic person, like, what do you think you would have done? If, uh, yeah. Well, I actually, when I am done playing volleyball, which right now I don't think will be for a while, I want to uh, become a firefighter. So firefighter. Wow, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'd have to get my EMT mm-hmm. and go through the whole process which is actually pretty intense there's like firefighter academy that i'd have to get through and then have to go to interviews and go through all these exams so i already did a lot of research on it and have talked to a lot of people and i think it would be a really good career for me i would enjoy it a lot is this the plan for after the athletic career yes awesome so yeah i guess 
you'll be taking yeah. a lot of learning from this athletic career that you're going to put into life as well, like in many ways. Oh, yeah. I think athletics are probably one of the most important things you can do, especially as a as a kid. I think you learn how to work with others. Even when when it's difficult or you don't agree with them, you have to work as a team. You learn how to fail, which I already mentioned. And I think that's one of the most important things in life. And now with our present generations, I feel like they are so coddled or just parents are afraid to let their kids fail. And it's hurting them in the long run because failure is natural <laughs> and it's an important part of life and process. just yeah it's the process it's not a bad thing it it's essential to succeeding so i think learning how to fail is probably one of the biggest things sports can teach you and then just that's the important work message here that and, you're given i guess you're given yeah. this important message for both the parents and also somebody in the beginning of his uh sporting career yeah what else would you recommend or would you what would be your advice for somebody starting a sporting career in, in, at a young age i don't know yourself when you were 16 for example what would be my advice i think take advantage of every practice and every opportunity you have to learn like every time you step on the court because you don't have as much time as you think. <laughs> and I think if you can really capitalize on every practice every day and learn every day, you can get good really fast. But a lot of a lot of players don't do that and so their progress is slower. Slow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they just kind of go through the motions and they're not mentally fully in it and really taking as much as they can from all the resources they have too. Like if you have a really good coach coaching you, you got to listen to everything they say and remember it and do it. And just, I think a lot of young people don't, or young athletes don't realize how special those, like the resources they have are until later on. In them. I wonder what made the difference for you though. Like how come, for example, you didn't go distracted with things of teenage time, you know, 16, 17, we, especially when you don't know how to answer the purpose, you know, like maybe there are things that yeah. takes you in a different direction. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I was, when I was at that age, I was very driven with both school and sports. So I think I just wanted to, I just had this drive to do my best with whatever I was doing. So I didn't really accept anything less than what I was fully capable of, which was I set this, my expectations of myself pretty high. Mm. Probably also picking up uh, values and, and modeling people that are, were around you, which is parents, obviously, and you said your mm -hmm. dad and his ethics and work and who he is, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I, I guess my peers also then came into play. So I had my friends who I hung out with. They were also very intelligent and team members. Sports and so yeah, well, I mean in high school in high school 
not so much, but when I got to Stanford, for sure. I mean, everybody, everybody there was amazing in their own way. <laughs> to, to go to that school, you kind of have to be, I feel like. 